Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the November November 9th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness is Weekly Weekend Warrior. I'm your host, Movie Girl. As always, I wish to send out virtual prayers to all those affected by the horrible conflict in Israel with Gaza. My My condolences to all who've lost loved ones in this terrible conflict. My heart goes out to you. Hashtag pray for Israel. Moving on. Happy birthday today to the late Charles Robinson, Alyssa Florenson, pop singer Nick Leahy and his wife Vanessa, former actress Nikki Blonsky, TV actor Eric Dane, and movie actor Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. the original Incredible Hulk. 2018's The Grinch, 2012's Lincoln and Skyfall, 2021's Shao Hall and Life is a House, 1964's My Fair Lady, 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street, 1990's Dances with Wolves, 2007's Fred Claus and No Country for Old Men, and 1988's Child's Play all debuted on this day in their respective years. Congratulations go out to the Mid-Cave Sports soccer team, the Lifesavers, and all of the other teams who competed in the November 5th, 2023 Special Olympics of Massachusetts Soccer State Games. Remember, you are all winners. I wish to correct something from last week's show. I accidentally said last week that Thursday was Eat Like a Hobbit Day when it was really Dia de Muertos, the Day of the Dead. Oops. I also forgot a birthday last week on last week's show. I want to wish Debbie Pikes of Pennsylvania a belated happy birthday as her birthday was November 7th. Double oops. Tomorrow, November 10th, TV actor Josh Peck, country singer Miranda Lambert, the late Brittany Murphy, TV actress Kiernan Shipka, and actor Targan Egerton have birthdays. That day marks 54 years since TV viewers first went to Sesame Street, 19 years since the Polar Express went from the page to the silver screen, two years since Clifford the Big Red Dog barked its way to live-action theaters, 28 years since Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls Open, 34 years since my left foot bowed, and six years since The Man Who Invented Christmas, Three Billboards Out, Ebbing, Missouri, Murder on the Orient Express, Daddy's Home 2, and Paddington 2 opened. The actor who, bought, who brought Jack Dawson, Artie Grape, Hugh Glass, and Romeo Montague, a.k.a. Leonardo DiCaprio, turns 49 on Veterans Day. Saturday, November 11th. Remember to thank a veteran that day for their service. As such, Major DiCaprio fan Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested three Leonardo DiCaprio films for later on in the show. His birthday pals include Demi Moore, who just became a first-time grandma in April, recently passed soap star Tyler Christopher and Stanley Tucci. November 11th marks the debut of 2011 films The Fablemans and Black Panther Wakanda Forever, 
to 1994's The Santa Claus, An Interview of the Vampire, 2016's Arrival, 2005's Athera, 2011's Immortals and Jack and Jill, 2021's Hillbilly Elegy, and 1988's Ernest Saved Christmas. Anne Hathaway, Ken, I mean, Beach Ken, I mean Ryan Gosling, folk singer Neil Young, the late actress Grace Kelly, actor Wallace Shawn, who turns 80, figure skater Tanya Harding, blowout birthday candles November 12th. Mid-Cape sports coach, Mid-Cape sports athlete Joseph Capello, Whoopi Goldberg, and talk show host Jimmy Kimmel and Gerard Butler were born November 13th. King Charles III turns a royal 75 years old on November 14th. His birthday pals include composer Yanni, drummer Travis Barker, who just got an early birthday present earlier this week, Patrick Warburton, and actor Josh Duhamel. That day is the debut day for 2003's Love Actually, Looney Tunes Back in Action, Master Commander for the Far Side of the World, 2014's Dumb and Dumber 2, and 2008's Quantum of Solace. The late Ed Asner and the late wrestler Randy Savage were born November 15th, which is the debut date for Steel Magnolias from 1989, 2002's Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Space Jam, 1991's Cape Fear, and the 2019 Charlie's Angels reboot and 4V Ferrari. Despite still ruling, Five Nights at Freddy's took a big fall at the box office. The horror, the Universal Horror Game movie took in $19.4 million in its second weekend for an easy box office win. Since Doom Part 2 moved to March, Five Nights easily kept its box office crown in a super slow weekend. But it crashed 76% from its first weekend score of $80 million, the highest sophomore drop of the year. In comparison, The Flash crashed 73% in its second week, Ammon and the Wasps fell 70%, and The Fourth Expendables fell 69%. The major fall probably happened for two different reasons. One, this is a horror film in the post-Halloween box office weekend, where new horror almost always suffer. In fact, Jigsaw and Halloween were the last two horrors to be on top of the box office post-Halloween. Also, after spooky season's over, audiences are usually a bit horrored out and start thinking of Yuletide films. Two, it was also released day and date on Peacock. Traditionally, such situations have large second-week drops since those who aren't pressed to see the film first weekend in theaters are most likely check it out at home. On streaming, it was a giant success for Peacock as it became their most watched film or series ever in its first five days out. In theaters, it's grossed 111 113.6 million domestically and 217 million dollars worldwide. 
More Five Nights films cannot be far behind. Taylor Swift continued her dominance at the box office at this weekend. As second placer, Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, made $13.5 million. The pop megastar's concert film continues to bring in the Swifties and has now made a fantastic $165.4 million here in the States and $231.1 million worldwide. Third place third, Killers of the Flower Moon, had a good hold with $7 million. The Western Epic has now made $52.2 million here in the States and $109.1 million worldwide. But that's not even close enough to make back its reported $200 million budget. But that's not something Apple and Paramount are really concerned with. On the topic of video game movie adaptations, woohoo! Let's go! This year's a massive blockbuster. The Super Mario Brothers movie is it coming to Netflix in less than a month. It was announced today the film is making its Netflix streaming debut on December 3rd. The day it takes a warp pipe out of Peacock and right onto Netflix. Beyond enormous news, folks, after months and months of striking and beyond countless movie and movie and film delay, movie and TV delays, the longest running actor strike ever is finally over. Slashfilm.com reported late last night after 117 days on strike. SAG-AFTRA has finally approved a deal with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers, AMPTP, according to Variety. This follows the historic deal brokered by the Writers Guild of America and the Directors Guild. The Screen Actors Guild arguably put the most pressure on the studios for a fair raise in wages and updated protections against the rising concern of AI-generated performances using the likeness of their members. Details of what is in the package haven't been released as of yet, but we do know the approval was unanimously agreed upon by SAG's negotiating committee, which bodes well for the members who have been striking since July 4th, 2023. July 14th, 2023. The strike orders are being lifted at 12.01 a.m. Thursday, November 9, 2023, which means actors will once again be able to work on films and TV series, as well as promote their movies just about to hit theaters. This development comes we after weeks of intensive back and forth with the producer's representatives, the AMPTP. ScreenDaily.com reported early this morning, Hours after SAG-AFTRA and the Hollywood companies reached a tentative deal on Wednesday, Sony Pictures announced it was pushing Venom 3 from next summer to November 8, 2024. Studio executives have moved the tentpole from July 12, 2024, yet they do so with renewed confidence that they will be able to complete production 
on the Tom Hardy star as the 118-day strike is suspended at just past midnight on Thursday. Venom 3 is directed by Kelly Marcel and is expected to be get back in production before the end of the year. As is Sony's other production priority, it ends with us. Dustin Baldoni's romance starring Blake Lively and Baldoni. Around Hollywood, the studios and streamers are gearing up for what is expected to be a calamitous rush back to production accompanied by scores of talent promoting film and TV on talk show in interviews with the press and on red carpets. Over at Warner Brothers, Tim Burns' Beetlejuice 2 and Clint Eastwood's Juror Number 2, both of which had a limited number of days remaining on their shooting schedule, are expected to resume production as soon as the filmmakers and cast can make it back to set. It remained unclear when Marvel slash Disney's Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman will resume production. The tentpole is roughly halfway done, but will have to put on its skates on have to put its skates on to remain on the May 3rd release date, which officially launches the 2024 summer box office season. At Lionsgate, it is understood that Aziz Ansari's action comedy Good Fortune, starring Keanu Reeves, Seth Rogen, and Ansari, will resume in production in early 2024. Similarly, Sunflower, the horror film that marks the feature directing debut of Lovecraft Country and underground creator Misha Green and stars Journey Smollett and Isabel May, is expected to commence soon. Now that the strike's finally over, studios want to get things back into production ASAP. Rejoice, Avatar The Last Airbender fans! The live-action Avatar gang is here in their first official trailer, and they have an official release date. CBR.com announced earlier today, recently, Netflix had teased the 2024 arrival of the new Avatar The Last Airbender series, but an official premiere date hadn't yet been announced. For Geek Week on Thursday, the first trailer was released, along with the news that the series will premiere on Feb 22, 2024. While seven, several sneak peek images have been released in recent months, this new trailer dives deeper into the series by revealing the first footage. The trailer is definitely in teaser territory, teaser trailer territory, but it gave fans a much anticipated look at the live versions of many of the beloved 2000 Nickelodeon cartoons characters and locations, including Aang and Sokka and Zuko. Avatar The Last Airbender bows on Netflix on February 22, 2024. Speaking of Netflix, they confirmed the next season of their fantasy series, The Dragon Prince, will arrive in 2024. Yahoo! Sorry, folks, some HBO Max series were delayed due to the strikes. Viewers wanting to check into the White Lotus for Season 3 won't be able to do so until 2025, which is when the third season of Euphoria will debut. Unfortunately for you, it movie fans, 
The film's prequel series, Welcome to Dairy, has been bumped to 2025 as well. It was originally meant to premiere on Halloween, around Halloween 2024. The Colin Farrell-led Penguin spinoff series from the Batman won't be out in spring 2024, but rather in fall 2024. Great news, Last of Us and House of the Dragon fans. Season 2 of HBO's hit adaptation of The Last of Us video game is going into production soon with a with a debut date of sometime in 2025. Game of Thrones fans can breathe with relief. Game of Thrones spin-off House of the Dragon season 2, which wasn't really affected by the writer strike per se, is coming in summer 2024. Congratulations are in order for Patrick Dempsey. The 57-year-old actor was named was finally named People's Sexiest Man of the Year this week. Congrats to him. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker welcomed their first son together, Rocky Barker, earlier this week. Nick Kroger revealed earlier this week he is now a doting dad of two. Newborn Gaia Kwong Kroll recently joined Nick, his wife Lily Kwong, and her two-year-old brother Leo. Not to mention Wyatt Russell will be expanding his family soon. His wife is expecting their second baby. Last Friday, DreamWorks Animation and Universal Pictures had the live-action version of How to Train Your Dragon fly away from its March 14, 2025 spot to June 2025, meaning that spot is now ripe for the taking. It faces an untitled Pixar film on its new date. Big news, video game fans. CNN.com stated November 7th, the popular video game The Legend of Zelda is coming to life in a new live-action movie. I have been working on the live-action film of The Legend of Zelda for many years now, famed Nintendo video game designer Shigeru Miyamoto wrote on the com- gaming company's X, formerly Twitter, page Tuesday. We have now officially started the development of the film with Nintendo itself, heavily involved in the production. It will take time until its completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it, he wrote. Avi Arad, a veteran film producer who's worked on many successful comic book franchises, including the various Spider-Man films as well as the Iron Man and X-Men movies, will co-produce the live-action Zelda with my Yamoto. The classic Zelda game, first released in Nintendo, by Nintendo in 1986 follows Hero Link, who must defeat a pigolite monster named Ganon along his journey to rescue Zelda, the Princess of Hyrule, according to official synopsis. The original game has been followed by at least 20 newer versions over the past 38 years, the most recent being this past May's The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Maze Runner director West Ball is tapped to direct the movie, according to a news release on Tuesday. The first official teaser and trailer for the anticipated Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel dropped yesterday. 
The film, officially called Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, will chill or spook its way to theaters March 29, 2024, taking over the release date of Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Speaking of returning faces, Disney dropped the first teaser trailer and poster for next summer's Inside Out 2 today. Riley and her emotions we all know and love, joy, anger, sadness, disgust, and fear, will be joined by a new emotion, anxiety, as the sequel takes place when Riley is a teenager. The film opens June 14, 2024, almost nine years after the first one. Apple is bringing Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Sally... Linus, Patty, Lucy, Schroeder, and the rest of the gang, of the, and the rest of the Peanuts gang back to the screen. Deadline.com reported November 6th, Apple said that it is developing a new untitled Peanuts feature from Wild Brain and Peanuts Worldwide, slated to begin production from Wild, in 2024 from Wild Brain Studios, the new family film will see the Peanuts gang going on epic adventure to the big city, learning the true meaning of friendship while meeting some surprising new friends along the way. The screenplay is co-written by Carrie Kirkpatrick from an original story by co-writers Craig Schultz, Brian Schultz, and Cornelius Giuliano, who wrote the 2015 feature film Peanuts, The Peanuts Movie. Barbie director Greta Gerwig will be heading to Narnia soon. Production on the first of her two Narnia films for Netflix is reportedly starting in 2024. Collider said a few days ago, despite fans having nothing but the utmost confidence in Gerwig's vision behind the Chronicles of Narnia, the filmmaker has been very open about her anxieties. Back in July, she admitted... I haven't even really started wrapping my arms around it, but I'm properly scared, which feels like a good place to start. Feeling the fear and doing it anyways is the best way to tackle any project as high as a collaborator as this one, and it will be a thrilling to see how Gerwig fits her own spell on the fantastical tale. No one knows which naughty books she is adapting, but... If you ask me, she can definitely improve on the awful disaster that was 2010's Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which, let's be honest, nobody speaks of. Ooh, sorry, John Cena fans. TheHollywoodReporter.com announced today, a little over a year after the shelving of Batgirl sent shockwaves Throughout Hollywood, Warner Brothers is putting another one of its films in the studio vault. Warner's fl- no longer plans to release Coyote vs. Ackman, a live-action CG animation hybrid that completed principal photography last year in New Mexico. The movie follows veteran animation executive Bill Damask taking over Warner Brother- Warner Animation Group early this year. With the relaunch of Warner Brothers Pictures Animation in June, the studio has shifted its global strategy to focus on theatrical releases. 
A WB motion picture group spokesperson said in a statement, For this new direction, we have made the difficult decision not to move forward with Coyote versus Acme. We have tremendous respect for the filmmakers, cast, and crew, and are grateful for their contributions to the film. The previous Warner's regime greenlit the movie in December 2020 as a production for HBO Max, its fledgling streaming service. It later announced that Coyote would get a release on July 21, 2003, 2023. No trailer was ever released for the film, leading to questions about the film's intentions for the project. In April 2022, Warner's removed the feature from its release calendar, putting Barbie on its July 21st day, release date. The film was based on Ian Fraser's Coyote v. Ackman, a humor article published by The New Yorker in 1990. Warner Brothers Animation is seeking to release about two films a year, with upcoming projects including the Locksmith Animation Features, Bad Fairies, and the Lunar Chronicles in development. Yahoo! It also has several Dr. Seuss adaptations in the works, including The Cat in the Hat and an animated musical adaptation of All the Places You'll Go. Go higher. Go higher, further, faster. Together. In theaters, Friday, November 10th, is the third Marvel Cinematic Universe film, the superhero sequel, The Marvels. The long-awaited sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, Iman Villani, Tiona Paris, and Zazie... Sawway Ashton, the movie is also a continuation of the 2022 Marvel miniseries Miss Marvel. Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and gotten revenge on the supreme intelligence, but started a civil war. But unintended consequences see her shouldering an enormous burden of a ruined universe. When her duties sent her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Cree revolutionary, the wormhole merges her powers with those of her strange friend, saber astronaut Captain Monica Ramblo and 16-year-old Pakistani America Kamala Khan. They each have energy-based powers. Kamala, who's a superhero known as Miss Marvel, has the ability to harness cosmic energy and create hard light constructs from a magical bangle. Carol has energy manipulation, absorption, and projection powers. And Monica has energy absorption, manipulation, and generation abilities. The trio switch places every time they use their powers, but the Kree are planning something big for the universe. So it's up to them to form a team to stop them and get things back to, well, some kind of normal. According to imdb.com, Nia da Costa, 
will be the first black woman to direct a Marvel Studios movie. This is also the very first MCU movie to have a Muslim superhero. Did you know that this is Ayman Vellani's first feature film role? She replies her role as Kamala Harris, Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel from the 2022 Miss Marvel miniseries. In theaters November 10th, 2023, is the Christmas musical Journey to Bethlehem with Antonio Banderas, Alan Powell, Stephanie Jill, Joel Smallbone, Milo Mannheim, and Adam Anders. A young woman with an unimaginable responsibility. A king who will do anything to keep his crown. A young man split between honor and love. This live-action musical retelling of the timeless tale of Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus is a unique entry unlike any holiday classic movie before it. The Holdovers, which I talked about recently, comes into wide release tomorrow. Now, do you remember how last week I talked about the horror comedy twist on It's a Wonderful Life called It's a Wonderful Life that's out in theaters tomorrow? Well, that's not the only holiday-inspired horror film out this month. Slashing its way to theaters next Friday, November 17th, is Eli Roth's slasher Thanksgiving, starring Patrick Dempsey, Milo Manahem, Addison Ray, Jalen Thomas Brooks, and Rick Hoffman. It's based on Roth's fake trailer of the same name from 2007's Grindhouse. In it, a mysterious serial killer known at known just as John Carver, comes to Plymouth, Massachusetts after Black Friday riot ends in terrible tragedy. Carver's intent is to make a Thanksgiving carving board out of the town's inhabitants. Out in limited release in the state on November 17th, before streaming worldwide on Netflix December 1st, is the romantic drama May-December. Starring Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton, it's loosely inspired by the story of Mary Kay Latorno. After their famous relationship sparked a tabloid romance saga 20 years ago, Gracie and Joe now leave a seemingly perfect ideal life. Their bliss is interrupted when... Elizabeth, a famous TV actress, arrives in their close community to research her upcoming role as Gracie for a film. As Elizabeth integrates herself into Gracie and Joe's lives, the uncomfortable facts of their scandal unwind, and causing long hidden feel emotions to resurface. Happy early aforementioned 49th birthday to Oscar-winning actor Leonardo DiCaprio. As I said earlier, Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested three of his films. Now, if you excuse the really bad old English Shakespeare talk, it was November 1st, 1996, 
27 years and 8 days ago, when Leonardo DiCaprio brought to life on the big screen a modern version of Shakespeare's epic play of heartbreak, tragedy, anguish, and woe, his tale of Juliet and her Romeo. <coughs> Sorry for the bad Shakespeare fo- speak, folks. Tis er, it's hard to do for long. The romantic crime drama, crime tragedy, Romeo and Juliet, was the third major film version of the play after a 1968 version and a 1936 version. Also starring Claire Danes, Pete Postawhistle, the late Brian Dennehy, Paul Rudd, and John Leguizamo, it took the play's setting to modern-day Verona Beach, but kept the, pl- kept the dialogue. It made 147.5 million roses worldwide and was up for Best Set Direction and Art Direction. According to IMDb.com, it runs exactly for two hours, in line with the prologue, which states, is now the two hours traffic of our stage. On Paul Rudd's last day on the film, he and Leonardo DiCaprio, who is director Baz Luhrmann's very first choice for Romeo, were on their way to a bar to celebrate. Leo casually said he'd been considered for been considering the lead in a studio film, a little film you might have heard about called Titanic. Being an expert on the luxury strips past thanks to his dad, Paul urged Leo to take the role. He did just that, and the rest is history. According to IMDb.com, Christian Bale, John Leguizamo, and Ewan McGregor auditioned for the Mercutio part before Lerman decided to make Mercutio black. Great Scott, old sport. DiCaprio's 2013 romantic drama, The Great Gatsby, also written and co-directed and co-written by Lerman, based on F. Scott Fitzgerald's 1925 books, just turned 10 years old on May 10th. The $353 plus million worldwide grocer, Lerman's highest grossing film of his filmography yet, also stars Carrie Mulligan, Joel Egerton, Jason Clark, Isla Fisher, Carrie Mulligan, Tobey Maguire, and Elizabeth Debicki. It follows writer and Wall Street trader Nick Carraway, who finds himself drawn to the lifestyle of a mysterious millionaire neighbor, Jay Gatsby, amid the parties of the Jazz Age in Long Island. While critics were mixed on the film, audiences loved it, and even Fitzgerald's granddaughter praised the film. It won in both of its nominated categories for Best Production Design and Best Costume Design. According to IMDb.com, the phrase old sport is said 55 times during the movie, on with all but four of those lines of those times said by Leonardo DiCaprio, including two instances repeated in flashback near the film's end. Of the four not said by DiCaprio, one is stated by Steve Bisley, one by Callan McAuliffe, 
And two are said by Joel Egerton. Blake Lively, Abby Cornish, Anne Hathaway, Michelle Williams, Natalie Portman, Karen Knightley, Jessica Alba, Scarlett Johansson, Eva Green, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, Olivia Wilde, Rebecca Hall, Rachel McAdams, and Karen Knightley were all considered for to play Daisy Buchanan, which ended up going to Carrie Mulligan. For the last DiCaprio film, Cassie has requested the 2021 Best Original Score, Best Film Editing, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Picture nominee the black the apocalyptic black comedy Don't Look Up starring also starring Jonah Hill, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Jennifer Lawrence, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kate Blanchett, and Meryl Streep. It had a limited theatrical release December 10th, 2021, before streaming on Netflix December 24th. It centers on two low-level astronomers who discover an approaching comet that will destroy human life as we know it, hurling to Earth. They try to warn humanity, but no one actually takes them seriously. It was supposed to film in April 2020 but the pan- in Massachusetts, but the pandemic threw that totally out the window. Instead, the filming ended up happening from November, 20th, November 2020 to February 2021. It became Netflix's second most watched film within less than a month of release at the time. Though it received mixed reviews from critics, the response from scientists was a lot more positive. According to the film's costume designer, Hilary Parkin, originally Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to play the villain Mark Ryan's plays, the character Pete Isherwell in addition to playing the astrophysicist. But after doing some camera tests with prosthetics, they decided against it. She also said they had a real astronomer come in to help with the understanding, the mathematics, and terminology. She helped Leo with pronunciation and being able to convincingly write out proper mathematical equations on the whiteboard. Moving on. Enola Holmes may be back on the case soon. ScreenCrush.com announced yesterday a third Enola Holmes film is in development at Netflix. The streamer's movie chief, movie chief Scott Stuber, has explained that another movie star, featuring their homegrown star, Millie Bobby Brown, as the younger st- sister of Sherlock Holmes, is in the works. Speaking to Collider, Stuber said, you know, she's such a great homegrown star for us. I mean, obviously, Stranger Things is huge for us in that, and watching her grow as an actress, he continued. Obviously, getting that character right, the Holmes IP is weirdly elastic. Warner Brothers did an incredible job with Downey and Jude Law, so this idea that we can extend the IP with her is exciting. 
So we're working on a screenplay to try to get that. But yes, aspiration. I'd love like to do another one. Racing to DVD is the biographical action sports drama Gran Turismo. The August 25th film, based on the racing simulation video game series, stars Archie Mattaqua, David Harbour, Darren Barnett, Jerry Howell Horner, and Jimon Hansu. The film, which made $121 million worldwide, recalls the true story of Jan Maddenborough, an avid teenage Gran Turismo player who ends up becoming a professional race car driver. Also, out on this week, DVD this week is the unexpected sleeper hit Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, Bill Camp, and Mina Servino. In the July 4th crime thriller, Tim Ballard, an ex-U.S. government agent, goes on a mission to rescue children from sex traffickers in Colombia with Operation Underground Railroad, an anti-sex trafficking organization. It made $245 million in theaters. Finally, out on DVD this week, we have two sequels that came out a week apart. The third and final The Equalizer film trilogy, The Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington, Dakota Fanning, and Eugenio Master and Andrea, came out September 1st. This vigilante action thriller, loosely based on the TV series of the same name, made $187 million worldwide. In it, retired USA, U.S. Marine and DIA officer Robert McCall has retired to a small town in South Italy. He learns his new friends are under the strict control of the Camaro Mafia, and he sets about using his new skill, his skills to free them. Last but not least, we have the gothic supernatural horror film, the sequel to 2018's The Nun, an eighth conjuring universe film, The Nun 2. Starring Taysa Farmiga, Storm Reed, Anna Popwell, Jonas Blokwed, and Bonnie Aarons, the September 8, 2023 release scared up $268 million worldwide. Four years after the first years after the first film events, after a priest is murdered, Sister Irene once again encounters Valak, the demon young, in nineteen fifty-six France. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again. Stay safe, watch lots of movies, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.